What's up? Welcome to the Will Ford Show as part of the Muskie Sports Blast Talk program on the Orbit 90.7. Hope all of you are staying safe amid the coronavirus pandemic. All of you are staying safe in quarantine and not going out too much. Only do only doing what you need and and just spending time with some family. Hope all of you are doing that and staying safe. Uh, with the NFL draft coming up, I want to talk uh, about the NFL draft for the majority of this musky sports blast. And to me, there's there's no risk in the National Football League quite like the risk of drafting a quarterback. There's literally no defense revolves around a single player, maybe other than linebacker, the way every offense revolves around the quarterback. And so if you put your trust on the wrong the wrong young quarterback, you draft the wrong guy, your team is is not going to make the playoffs. It's not going to be a good team and this and this player is going to be a bust. Quarterbacks get drafted earlier than players who rank similarly at other positions. And there are so many more statistics that we use to judge quarterbacks when we draft them as well. So many more statistics than uh, when we measure players from other positions. But the thing about it is teams are still not as accurate in drafting quarterbacks. Uh, A perfect example of this is the Chicago Bears selecting Mitch Trubisky, trading up to draft Mitch Trubisky. Uh, number two overall a couple of years ago, and they passed up on Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes, best quarterback in the NFL, MVP, and Deshaun Watson seems to be a future MVP. If we're being honest, every quarterback has a chance to be elite, but every quarterback has a chance to be a bust as well. It's a double-edged sword. And it really just shows how much we don't know about drafting quarterbacks, especially really high in the first round, especially if you need one. It's extremely difficult to judge. And I wouldn't want to be in a draft room, in an organization room on draft night, trying to figure out which quarterback to draft because it's almost like you're picking blind. It's really incredibly difficult. And so I'm going to try and make some quarterback comparisons for you with uh, what I think are the top six quarterbacks in this NFL draft. I'm going to give you a high end, who I think this prospect has the potential to become, and then a low end. It's their floor. They're not going to be any better than that, and and that's it. High end, their potential, and their low end. Uh, So I'm going to start with the presumptive number one pick in this year's draft, Joe Burrow, quarterback from Louisiana State University. I think his high end I've seen this on multiple different shows, on multiple different networks. The more I see it, the more I like it. Tony Romo, legendary quarterback from the Dallas Cowboys. I say legendary. I'm a little biased. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. But I statistically, he's the best quarterback in Cowboys history. Just doesn't have a Super Bowl to his name. Uh, but that's besides the point. The comparison between Joe Burrow and Tony Romo, I really like. And the thing about both of them is that neither of them are afraid to sling it down the field. They've got decent arms. And they're not afraid to, to chuck it deep and try to make a big play. And Tony Romo has taken a lot of heat over the course of his career for taking those shots down the field, throwing interceptions. But he continues to go deep and try to make those big plays. He doesn't, he doesn't get wavered. His confidence doesn't drop. It's always next play mentality for Tony Romo. And I think Joe Burrow is extremely similar in that respect. Now, Joe Burrow is a little bit more of an athlete, a lot more athletic. But they're still similar in how they move in the pocket. Tony Romo, I think, 
is one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen in terms of pocket presence. Again, I'm a little biased because I'm a Cowboys fan and Romo's my favorite player of all time. But Tony Romo could duck and weave and bob and and get away from anybody. I mean, he's broken J.J. Watt's angle, uh, ankles in the pocket before. I think other than Tony Romo, Big Ben Roethlisberger from the Pittsburgh Steelers might be the best pocket passer who can scramble. I think those two are the best guys, Tony Romo and Ben Roethlisberger. And Joe Burrow falls right in line with that. He is slightly more of an athlete, can do a little bit more running the football if he has to. But I think Joe Burrow, he's got the same kind of arm as Tony Romo. It doesn't wow you, but it's, it's good enough and extremely accurate, can put the ball in any spot he wants. And the thing about Tony Romo is people like to put heat on him for throwing a lot of interceptions in his career and not being clutch. But he also has the fourth highest passer rating in NFL history behind Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, and Aaron Rodgers. Not necessarily in that order, but behind those three, and he's at number four. I love the high-end Tony Romo. I really think that's legitimately what he's going to be. His low-end, however, if he does not reach the potential of Tony Romo, I think is Nick Foles. And Nick Foles is still a Super Bowl winning quarterback, if you think about it. It's really not all that bad. Nick Foles has a little bit of mobility, can move outside the pocket, doesn't have a great arm, but can be just laser accurate in certain spots. Uh, But obviously, the talent level is nowhere near as high as what Tony Romo had. And the ceiling is a little bit lower, a lot more limited Foles is. But Nick Foles, the the one thing that he does have that not a lot of quarterbacks do is he's really smart. He's got a good head on his shoulders. So even though he's limited by his ability sometimes, he's extremely smart. And that's really not a bad low end for Joe Burrow, Nick Foles, who's a Super Bowl MVP. The next quarterback on my list is Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, Now for Tua, I think his high end is Russell Wilson, just throwing with his left hand. I think the mobility is all there. He makes incredible plays in the pocket, and both of them have rocket arms. Tua can really throw it down the field. He has started to work out a little bit more. He put out a video the other day, and Tua looks really good. He looks phenomenal. And it seems like his hip is really healed up after that injury he sustained against Mississippi State during the college football season. He looks good, and I I love the high-end Russell Wilson. I think Tua is a generational talent, Hall of Fame type of player. The only problem is injury concerns. And so this ties right into my low-end quarterback. I think his low-end is Robert Griffin III. Now, if you remember when RG3 came into the NFL from Baylor, he was a Heisman Trophy winner and had an electric rookie season leading the Washington Redskins to the playoffs. Ended up getting hurt, tearing his knee, and never was really the same. Also sustained a lot of concussions and now kind of traveled around a little bit. And now he's a backup quarterback in Baltimore behind Lamar Jackson. But RG3, I think, is one of the most talented quarterbacks to ever go through the NFL draft. It's just unfortunate that the injury bug caught him and that something that it, it's something that might catch Tua as well, the injury bug. If his injury if he doesn't shake those injuries off in the in that first year or two, I think we're looking at a potential second coming of Robert Griffin III, but his talent reflects the level of Russell Wilson. And finally, one more quarterback before we go to break, and then we'll break down the other three. We'll go with Justin Herbert here. Justin Herbert, kind of a weird quarterback to judge. Played uh, played at Oregon. He's got all the measurables you would want in a quarterback. He's 6'2", got a good frame, 
very strong arm, very accurate in certain spots, uh, but also really disappears a lot in games as well. And I think when you look at Justin Herbert, when you look at his measurables, how athletic he is, the rocket arm he has, I think of Josh Allen. Because Josh Allen, for the Buffalo Bills, is an incredible athlete, can really run run with the football. He was deceptively fast last season, has a cannon, but Josh Allen does lack the accuracy. Uh, That's a major flaw in his game. In his last season at Wyoming, Josh Allen only completed 55% of his throws. So that is a major flaw. I think Justin Herbert's a little more accurate than that. But overall body of work, high end, Josh Allen. The low end for Justin Herbert, because he tends to disappear in big games, is not a great leader, and doesn't really talk all that much, I think of Marcus Mariota. Now the measurables, nowhere near the same. I think Justin Herbert is built way better to be a quarterback than Mariota. But in terms of just not talking, not being a great leader, I think of Mariota. An even better one, actually, might be Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler had all the measurables. Had a good frame, great arm, didn't have tremendous accuracy all the time, but I mean, he never talked. He showed no emotion whatsoever. I think that might be a, a better low end is Jay Cutler. And Jay Cutler did get to an NFC championship early in his career, but I think because of Herbert's personality, I think his low end is Cutler with those measurables. The high end, though, is someone with a lot of potential, Josh Allen. Three more quarterbacks to come on the other side of this break here on the Muskie Sports Blast Talk program. Stay right with us. I'll have more NFL draft breakdown for you here on the Orbit 90.7. Welcome back to the Muskie Sports Blast Talk program, the Will Ford Show on the Orbit 90.7. Continuing with our pro comparisons for the NFL draft's top prospects, before the break we broke down Joe Burrow, Tua Tagovailoa, and Justin Herbert. Now in this middle window here of the Muskie Sports Blast, we'll have Jordan Love from Utah State. Jalen Hurts from Oklahoma, and Jake Fromm from the University of Georgia. We're going to start off with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is one of those mobile-type quarterbacks, very similar to kind of how Lamar Jackson was in college and still is in the pros with the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson, when he was with with Louisville, it was a run-heavy offense. Lamar Jackson was running a lot of quarterback keepers, a lot of quarterback options, taking off with the football, And it was kind of similar to what Jalen Hurts did at Alabama for the majority of his career and then his final season in Oklahoma. Now in his final season, his senior year, he was a lot better thrower of the football. Did throw it a lot more than he did run it, but still rushed for over 1,200 yards. He had an incredible year running the football, but it seemed like he really developed as a passer as well. And so with our high-end, low-end pro comparisons, I think my high-end for Jalen Hurts is Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott Doesn't have the same mobility, is nowhere near as athletic as Jalen Hurts, but can still run with the football, can run those quarterback draws, those read options, and when he gets in space, Prescott can make some people miss and is very physical with the football, running it. Hurts is very similar, except he is much more athletic and much faster, and I think that makes him even more dynamic. Hurts and Dak, I think, are the same in terms of throwing the football. Dak does not have a great arm, very limited throwing the ball deep down the field, has some some moments, but is very limited in general. And Jalen Hurts, I think, is is similar in that regard as well. Doesn't have a great deep ball, but is pretty darn strong in the in the short to intermediate game. And I think Jalen Hurts, if he gets drafted by a team, can 
develop the same way Dak Prescott did. Not really get a lot of looks, but can com- can prove year after year after year that he can go out and improve as a thrower down the field. And Dak has done that each and every single year he has stepped on the field. Year one to year four, he's made significant improvements. And I think he's a top 10 quarterback in the National Football League. Maybe closer down to you know nine or 10, but I think he's a top 10 quarterback. I think he's better than Carson Wentz. So the high end for Jalen Hurts to me is Dak Prescott. I think the low end, and this is a guy, that Ohio State faithful, will know this guy pretty well, Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor was a very athletic quarterback for the Ohio State Buckeyes. He did have an arm. Terrell Pryor did have a good arm, but he was just never accurate whatsoever. And Jalen Hurts is accurate with the football, not deep down the field, um, but good in the short and intermediate game. Terrell Pryor, though, really just lacked any kind of consistency throwing the ball. Did have a strong arm and was extremely athletic, had the really long stride, could outrun anybody. And that's that's exactly what Jalen Hurts could do. But if Jalen Hurts' completion percentage falls off when he gets to the NFL and he's nowhere near as accurate uh, as what he was, and he struggles at the professional level, I think Terrell Pryor could kind of be the direction he goes. And Terrell Pryor ended up transitioning from the quarterback position to wide receiver and had some success early on, but uh, now not so much. But I know we talk about it with these kind of quarterbacks every year that, you know, like a Tim Tebow and a Lamar Jackson, oh, we're going to move them to wide receiver. I don't agree with that. I think there are play, there there are places in the NFL for quarterbacks like this, how dynamic they are. But if his accuracy falls off and he's and he's not developing as a thrower, there are flex positions where Jalen Hurts can be effective, like a running back. Another comparison, actually, is like a Denard Robinson who played in Michigan. He was a quarterback, but he ran with the ball a lot. And so that might even be a better comparison than Terrell Pryor. And I think Denard Robinson slash Terrell Pryor is a good low end. Uh, Well, it's not good. Neither of them are quarterbacks anymore. But I think it's an accurate low end of what Jalen Hurts could be. But the high end, based on what I've seen in college, is Dak Prescott. Next up. Uh, Jordan Love from Utah State. I think he's kind of the wild card in this whole situation. So Jordan Love, like I said, out of Utah State, extremely athletic, uber athletic, has a cannon for an arm, might have the strongest arm out of any quarterback in this draft class. But the thing is, no one knows too much about him. Playing at Utah State, he had a great sophomore season, came back for his junior year, and 10 or 11 people from the offense that played significant time played a high snap counts, left, had coaches leave. So year three at Utah State didn't perform very well. His numbers dropped significantly, and now he's coming out in the draft. But I think this guy's got a lot of raw talent. I think he can be really good. His high end to me is Alex Smith. Alex Smith, I know he's injured right now, but was an athlete, could run with the ball. Uh, Nowhere near as athletic as what this Jordan Love kid is, but has the athleticism. And Alex Smith had a cannon as well. Alex Smith could really throw the ball deep down the field. He had to throw into Tyreek Hill for a couple of years in Kansas City. That's my high end for Jordan Love. The low end, a guy that made it to a Super Bowl and no one wants to give him respect, is Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick is another guy with a strong arm. Maybe lacks a little bit of accuracy, was very raw, but he was extremely athletic and can run run the football really well. And I don't even think that's a bad low end. I think that's actually pretty good. Getting to a Super Bowl... Very similar to Nick Foles, that's not a bad low end at all. Colin Kaepernick was a good quarterback for a few years, and we're not going to get into this, but was 
wrongly removed from the league. For me, Jordan Love's high end is Alex Smith, his low end is Colin Kaepernick. That's fitting because they were both teammates on the San Francisco 49ers. And then lastly, Jake Fromm, to round out our pro comps for the NFL Draft's top prospects, uh, the high end for Jake Fromm to me, and when I when I think of Jake Fromm, I don't like this term game manager. I think it's very negative. And also, every quarterback's a game manager. When you think about it, some are just way better at it than others. But if you're you're using that stereotype game manager does just enough to help you win games. I think of Kirk Cousins uh, for Jake Fromm, except Kirk Cousins does have the talent to really stuff the stat sheet, uh, just doesn't have the ability to close out games sometimes. And that's what I think of for Jake Fromm. Now, I don't think Jake Fromm is going to be that kind of guy who can really light it up and, and stuff the stats. But in terms of managing a game and doing just enough to help you win sometimes, that's what I think of. The low end for Jake Fromm, a journeyman backup who has been solid through the majority of his career, went 11-5 and in New England as a starter, filling in for Tom Brady. I think of Matt Castle. And Matt Castle is another guy who can help you come in and, and manage a game, do enough to keep you in it at the end, and maybe you, you're in it by you know less than a possession and you have a chance at the end to win, but doesn't always come through. That's what I think of for Jake Fromm, game manager. I hate the term, but that's what it is. We're going to take one final break here on the Musky Sports Blast. When we come back, we're going to take these quarterback prospects and I'm going to determine where I think they're going to go in the draft and really kind of look at what teams in the NFL still need a quarterback going into this year's draft. That up next on the Will Ford Show on the Musky Sports Blast on the Orbit 90.7. Thanks for tuning in to the Orbit 90.7, the Muskie Sports Blast talk program with me, Will Ford. This is the Will Ford Show. Right now, with the remaining time we have left in this program, we're going to look at what teams currently in the NFL are in need of a quarterback to add to their roster. I don't think there's that many, but in the process of that, we're going to look at where these top prospects like your Joe Burrows, your Tua Tagovailoa's, Justin Herbert's, where are these guys going to fall in the draft? So we're going to dive into that right now. I think the teams that are in need of a quarterback in this draft, I really think there's only you know six or seven, and maybe only half of them end up drafting one. So I think we'll start with the clear and obvious ones. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals with the number one pick in the draft, they're going to take Joe Burrow. That's where I think they're going to go with their number one pick. They're was rumblings that the Miami Dolphins wanted to trade up to number one to get Burrow and were willing to give up a ton of draft picks to Cincy to go get him. If I'm Cincinnati, I would 100% trade back to five because you're still going to get a quarterback anyway and you're going to get a bunch of draft picks. I would do it, but I don't think Cincinnati's going to do it. I think they're going to take Joe Burrow at number one. I think that's their guy. That's the guy they want. With the number five pick in the draft, the Miami Dolphins. They had Ryan Tannehill and Josh Rosen. They rotated those two out for most of the season. Neither of these those two guys are going to be the one they want moving forward. It's time for them to go out and draft a guy. To me, Tua Tagovailoa fits perfectly in this spot. And as dynamic as he is, he's going to make this Miami Dolphins team really good because he's, he's a good quarterback. And this Miami Dolphins team is, in a couple of years, is going to be a powerhouse in the AFC. Mark my words. But I think the Miami Dolphins need a quarterback. They're going with Tua. Right after them at number six, the Los Angeles Chargers, they're in need of a quarterback after letting Phillip Rivers go. Multiple options for them. They can go out and get a guy who's established 
who was an MVP, uh, an MVP in this league, Cam Newton, and have him for a year or two, and still use that number six pick on a quarterback and have a quarterback sit behind Cam Newton for a year and then transition, or you just use that draft pick to go after another position that can help Cam Newton or help that team be better in another area. But I don't think the Chargers are going to go after Cam Newton. I think they're going to draft a quarterback, and I think this is Justin Herbert from Oregon. Those are the three teams that I think are 100% without a doubt taking a quarterback in the first round in this year's draft. Joe Burrow to the Cincinnati Bengals at number one, Tua Tagovailoa to the Miami Dolphins at number five, and Justin Herbert to the Los Angeles Chargers at number six, assuming trades don't happen. If we're if in a per, in a perfect world, the draft order stays the same. This is what happens in my in my opinion. And really, there aren't that many more teams that need a quarterback, and we still have guys like Jordan Love and Jalen Hurts and Jake Fromm out there. And another guy we haven't mentioned throughout this show is Jacob Eason. There's there's a lot of guys out there. And I could I, I could barely come up with a list of teams that would potentially take a quarterback. At number nine, you have the Jacksonville Jaguars, who just traded Nick Foles to the Chicago Bears. Wrong move, by the way, for the Bears. I think the Bears should have traded for Cam Newton. But besides the besides the point, Jacksonville has Gardner Minshew. They drafted in the sixth round last year. And he had a heck of a rookie year after Nick Foles went down due to a broken clavicle. Gardner Minshew might be their guy. A sixth-round pick, Fu Manchu, rocking and rolling. I think the Jags are going to stick with him this year. I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback at number nine. People talk about the Las Vegas Raiders now in Las Vegas. That's going to be really exciting. People talk about John Gruden wanting to get rid of Derek Carr. I don't see that happening. Quarterbacks are so hard to find in this league. And when you've got a decent one, you've got to keep him. And Derek Carr is a pretty decent quarterback. And that leaves to me two teams. One that makes sense. And the other one, you're going to laugh at me. The one that makes sense is obviously the New England Patriots at number 23. But they seem set on Jared Stidham, who they drafted in the sixth round last year. Or maybe maybe it was the seventh round. But either way, they seem like they're going to roll with him. And at this point, if no other quarterbacks are taken besides Burrow, Tagovailoa, and Herbert, you still have Jordan Love, Jalen Hurts, and Jake Fromm. But I don't think the I don't think the Patriots are going to go with any of those three. They're probably going to go with another position, whatever that may be, maybe offensive line. I don't think they're going to take a quarterback. So to me, that leaves this one team that could take one of these three quarterbacks at the end of the first round. You're going to laugh. The Green Bay Packers. Just think about it for just just a second here. Just humor me. Aaron Rodgers is getting older. He's in his mid-30s, and last season. It wasn't his best statistical season. It was probably one of his, his poorer seasons, statistically speaking. Now, the Packers did make it to the NFC Championship against the 49ers, got railroaded, but that's because he had a lot more help. His numbers were not good, and he wasn't taking shots down the field. He was playing very safe, very conservative under new head coach Matt LaFleur. I don't think it's totally out of the realm of possibility for the Green Bay Packers to go out and get Jordan Love here at this spot. Now, they may have to trade up, but I don't think it's crazy. And the reason why I don't think it's crazy is because the Green Bay Packers did it before. They had Brett Favre. Brett Favre was mulling retirement. He was slowing down. They went out and drafted Aaron Rodgers late in the first round out of Cal. And Aaron Rodgers at the time 
was a very raw talent, and Jordan Love is a very raw talent right now. To me, it makes a lot of sense. You're going to think I'm crazy, but I to me, I think it works. There's not a lot of teams in the NFL that need a quarterback, and after this year's draft, I think every team in the NFL is, is going to have to they're going to have their quarterback position locked up. It's going to be really interesting, but I have Joe Burrow going to the Cincinnati Bengals at number one, Tua going to the Miami Dolphins at number five, Justin Herbert going to the Los Angeles Chargers at number six, and then potentially number 30, the Green Bay Packers get Jordan Love and Jalen Hurts and Jake Fromm fall outside the first round. Thank you so much for joining me on the Will Ford Show as part of the Muskie Sports Blast talk program. Hope you're staying safe amid the coronavirus outbreak. Don't go anywhere that you don't have to go to. Just be safe. Spend some time with some family and and really be grateful during these times. Once again, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for making the orbit a part of your day. This is WMCO 90.7.